0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. Happy Easter. He is risen. I'm glad you could join us. We believe that resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea. It's required. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, a team of leaders committed to helping leaders like you to overcome the unique leadership challenges that you face each and every week. Today, we're going to be looking at a topic that might seem a little bit out of place on the surface, but it's actually incredibly important for leaders because it's something that leaders do often, and that's how to run effective meetings. Now, everyone, and I mean everyone, has sat through terrible, mind-numbing, wildly inefficient, irrelevant, and why the heck could this not have been just an email meetings? Maybe we've led some of those. We definitely have sat through those. Here's what we're going to cover in the next few minutes. I'm going to talk about the four V's of how you can structure effective meetings. We're going to look at questions to ask regarding your meetings ahead of time, the goal of running meetings, and then we're going to look at ridiculously practical and specific principles to live by as someone who leads or facilitates meetings. Now, you might be thinking, what does running a meeting, an effective meeting, have to do with resilient leadership? There's three important answers to that. Number one, as you've heard me say on this podcast before, I have never met a great leader who was not also an effective communicator. And meetings are one of the most frequent and important places to communicate vision, give updates, provide information, and seek out feedback from other people. Number two, you don't spend enough time thinking intentionally about how to run a meeting. Most leaders Don't think about this. I've seen so much time, energy, and morale wasted by poorly executed meetings. It actually sucks the resiliency potential out of an organization, a business, or a church when they're not run well. So, this is important. In fact, it also wastes a lot of money. If you total up everybody's per hour salary that they're paid and the amount of time that each person is in that room, you total that up. That's an expensive meeting. That's way too expensive for you just to wing it or to give a 30 seconds of thought before the meeting begins. It takes some preparation. Number three, we've all sat through meetings. Some of them were engaging. Some of them were a waste of time. But before we get into this too much, let's reflect on a few questions. I want you to think through, what was the difference between a great meeting and a terrible meeting that you've sat through? What were the components or factors or elements that made the difference? Who do you know? Who actually leads great meetings, meetings that are informative, valuable, engaging, collaborative, participatory, the ones where you walk out of those meetings and you say, you know, that was a very important and valuable meeting. I'm glad I was here. Why did you say that at that particular meeting? Now, whether you are a leader running a meeting for your staff team, a group of volunteers, a board meeting for a nonprofit, maybe even an elder meeting for your church, leaders can grow in their ability to run a meeting. So let's jump in. Here's the simple four-part structure of a well-executed meeting that I've been using for the last several years. I've used this structure, I think it's been for over a decade now, and I found it really helpful. You ready? I'm going to give you the four V's and then I'm gonna explain them all. Again, they all start with the letter V, yay for alliteration, all right? Value, victories, vision, voice. Value, victories, vision, and voice. Whether the the meeting is 10 minutes long or a two-day retreat, this is the structure that I've used to help organize and communicate. Although I don't tell people what the four V's are explicitly, I do use them as rails to run on for structure in the sake of our time together. The order of these is very important. You want to add value to people right up front. That's why value is number one. You want them to know who they are is more important than what they do for the organization. Trust is the most important component of leadership and you build trust by valuing people for who they are. Number two, victories. Building morale, hope, and learning is really important and learning to celebrate the wins is crucial for a team dynamic and for us as humans. Remember, as leaders, We have to give hope, and this isn't a manipulated hype fest, but it allows space to name what is going well, to invite others to name them as well. Sometimes the reaction will elicit a smile and a nod, other times applause, and maybe even other times when it's meaningful, people will choke up and get emotional. By the way, this is a great time for you as a leader leader, to model this by specifically naming something in someone else around the table and honoring, encouraging, affirming, and recognizing them. I can't tell you how important this is for someone to feel honored and affirmed by their work, especially by their leader. We live in a world that's dominated by people catching others doing something wrong, but the best leaders I know are the ones who are constantly catching people doing things right. So who on your team can you catch that they have done something right? Number three is vision. Vision. This is where the leader reminds people the why behind what we are doing. It said that vision leaks and we need to keep refilling the vision the vision buckets. It doesn't mean saying the same thing over and over again in a rote manner. It does mean reminding people, saying, this is why we do what we do. This is why we commit our lives and our energy to this vision. This can be done by a reminder, by stories, by explaining it in new and a, and a creative way, by bringing in a symbol by reading a letter or an email from a customer or a client or a church member whose life has been impacted by the mission of your organization. That's a reminder of the vision. And lastly, voice. This is where we as a leader stop talking and we ask questions and listen. We ask questions like, what do you think? What are you hearing? What problems do we need to know about and address? What what do we need to pay attention to? Where do we need to pay attention to? What feedback do we all need to hear right now? And what ideas or creative opportunities do you see to solve some of those problems? This empowers the people to speak, to dream, to name the problems, to participate, and to be a part of the solution. Now, in addition to the four Vs, here are some crucial questions that you should ask yourself regarding meetings. Questions like, who really needs to be here? Most times we're tempted to invite too many people to the table. But other times we may not have enough. Or how frequent should we have these meetings? How long should these meetings be? How can I make this meeting as hard as possible for people to fall asleep or tune out? Or to walk out of the meeting and say to a coworker under their breath, what a waste of time. Can I ask my people to do something in preparation or pre-work before they come to the meeting? That way you can have a running start. I hardly ever begin a team meeting where I'm not giving people some pre-work to do before the meeting. Not just come prepared to give an update on your department, but instead, I want you to think through two elements where we're thriving and two areas where we need to improve upon in the next two months. Or, please read this short article before our meeting on Wednesday and be ready to discuss your thoughts on it. It's not a long time, but some thoughtful preparation on their own ahead of time can make the meeting even more effective, engaging, and worthwhile for people and their time. The last question, too, is what is the brief, compelling, and clearly stated purpose of this meeting? Most leaders can't name the purpose of their meeting, but you should write it in one sentence. Yes, write it out beforehand. What is the purpose of this meeting? And no writing because we've always had a staff meeting on Tuesday morning, is not a compelling answer, nor is our bylaws state we have to meet X amount of times per year. So what we are after, in fact, what is the goal or the goals of a meeting? Meetings usually have one of five different goals. People walk away either informed with updates, clarification, clear next steps. They walk away empowered, we give them permission. Three, we walk, they walk away inspired, we're training or reminding them why we do what we do. Number four, people walk away heard, people were given a voice to share their ideas and perspectives or 5 people walk away having contributed meaningfully to the present and future mission and direction of the team brainstorming providing feedback assigning responsibilities leading parts of the meeting what have you and let me end with a few ridiculously practical principles how to run a good meeting meetings don't have to be an hour i've seen effective and productive meetings that were 8 minutes short and 3 minutes long be clear to be clear is to be kind. Another way to put it is to be unclear is to be unkind. Make sure you're being kind to your people. No screens, paper and pencil. In many of my seminary courses that I teach and the meetings that I run, I ban glowing rectangular screens. I want people to be fully present. And it's so easy to just check out and check your email or scroll Instagram. I want people to be looking and to be present. Always expect pre-work. And ensure healthy accountability that people will do the pre-work. Put limitations around updates. If people are giving updates, say two minutes and we're going to put a timer to this. And when a timer beeps, we're moving on to the next person. You can also spice up your meetings and bring in some surprises. Change locations to keep things fresh. Maybe meet outside or in a different conference room than you normally do. Bring in an object or a symbol and put it on the table and let people think, why is that there? bring in a guest to share for a few minutes so where you can ask the guest questions as it relates to your mission encourage offline communication and stay on point oftentimes i write on the board of meetings or of classes that i teach w g a r with a question mark and it stands for who gives a rip why should anyone care about this meeting or what we're trying to accomplish i want people to keep that in the forefront of your their mind and lastly end every meeting that you lead being clear by asking one really important question. I got this from the organizational guru, David Allen. End every meeting with this question, who is doing what by when? Who is doing what by when? Never finish a meeting without asking that and being really clear about who is going to be doing what by when. You do that, it'll provide some healthy accountability and some momentum for your next meeting. Well, thank you for joining me today. And thank you to those of you who've left a review on iTunes or Stitcher. If you haven't done that and you really enjoy this podcast, would you do me a favor? Would you drop a review of this podcast? It'll take you 45 seconds, but it helps us out tremendously to get the word out to more leaders like you. And if we can partner with you and your leadership to help you navigate your leadership challenges through coaching, speaking, consulting, training in person or online, let's talk. Well, this podcast is produced by the extremely competent Joel Limbowen at On a Limb Productions. You can visit his website at onalimproductions.com for all your video and podcast needs. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, prepare ahead of time with the four Vs so you can get the most out of the time you have with your team. You do this well, and people will come back and thank you for it. Have a great day.